misadventurers, this is kind of a big deal. Because today's episode, this one you're listening to right now, marks one entire year that I have been creating positive change in your ears, in the world, in this little slice of the internet. Yes. How have I been doing this for a year? And it's amazing. Honestly, I'm so excited to have you on this journey with me, whether you're stuck at it and you've been here from the start or you jumped on somewhere on the way, you joined this journey. Thank you for being here. Thank you for helping me reach 3,000 downloads. My goal, which I know you'll help me get to, is hit 10,000 unique downloads by the end of the year. But honestly, I never thought I would see this from when I started. From my very first episode of not really knowing why I started, how it was going to turn out, what was going to happen from it. I've had some incredible chats with some really cool people. Shout out to everyone who has already been on the Misadventurous podcast. And if you would like like to come on, let me know, get in touch with however it is that you're listening to this or just jump onto tiffanyrouge.com, hit the contact info, send me a cheeky email, DM me tiffany underscore rouge on Instagram. But to celebrate me hitting an entire year, this crazy awesome milestone, I'm sharing the love. I'm giving back to you, my lovely misadventurous listeners. It's nothing massive, but it is something that I wanted to do for you. I am giving away a cheeky $25 gelatissimo voucher. So if you would like this, all you have to do is head on over to the misadventurous Instagram page. It's the misadventurous, all one word. Hit that in your search bar. Like the very first post that says, hey, like this post, we're celebrating a year and follow the misadventurous podcast. Hit follow and there you have it. I will pick a winner by the end of the week. I'll pick a winner from New Zealand and I will be sending you this voucher so you can enjoy some ice cream as you listen to next week's episode of the Misadventurous podcast. On to a really amazing chat I have with a couple of dads, two dads from Kayama who have gone from stay-at-home depressives to men on a mission. And that mission is to save one million coffee cups from entering landfill. I came across them last year in my travels whilst living in Wollongong. They had such an inspiring story. There were two dads who lived across the road from each other, Martin and Damien, who were down in the dumps and their friendship spawned something great. Their mission is so clear that they're finding their adventure is just unfolding great things in front of them. Their adventure has seen them speak to their idols growing up and even put them in the same place of people who they look up to today. They are living proof that the best thing you can do if you have anxiety or depression is to get out there, act, make connection and chase your dreams or at least just start with one foot in front of the other on your journey towards your misadventure. Welcome to Misadventurous with me, Tiffany Rouge, a colour lover who's filling out the grey area that we call life to help you live a more colourful life and help you unlock your mind so that you can be adventurous too. (laughs) 
We're actually both stay-at-home dads suffering a bit of mental health issues. So mm-hmm. from there, so we both were full-time career blokes before that. I suppose the, the breadwinners, the bringing home the bacon sort of guys. And then, yeah, we both sort of had our own sufferings with mental health issues. And that's how we actually met each other. So before Green Caffeine, we were stay-at-home dads for five years looking after kids, families, dogs, pets, cars, transport, and all the sort of fun things that stay-at-home dads do. Okay. And how does it feel now having this little baby, like having this kind of purpose? <laughs> it's a green monster. It's not a baby. It's a green monster. Oh, oh go, go on. Do elaborate. <laughs> well, we've caught, we haven't caught the green monster for a while. The no, green monster haven't. took off. We go, just this little green monster starting to starting to do its thing. Yeah. I see that you're in Victoria now. Yeah, we are. We're yeah. in every state and territory except... Canberra. We, but we did... I haven't te- we have Tasmania. one... Tasmania is the only one, yeah. And Canberra looks like they're coming on board. Yeah, there's, there's already interest from Canberra at the moment. So, yeah, so since we probably last saw you, I think we were Illawarra-based and that was it, mm-hmm. um, to now every single state and territory in Australia except for Tasmania. So, wow. Tassie, come on, we're ready. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's check in. We caught up and you guys had just had this idea, right? Yep. I think it was. I think it would have been August we launched. I think, we, yeah, it was late last year. Yeah. And what's happened since then? It we launched and we had a fantastic response, and then it plateaued. Okay. Um, we had a heap of people download the app, mm-hmm. but the amount of people that downloaded the app to the amount of people that subscribed was a big gap. So let's go back to the start. What is Green Caffeine? Green Caffeine is a swap and go reusable coffee cup that is available at participating cafes that always enables people to have access to a clean, reusable coffee cup no matter where they go. How many times have you had to write that out? How good was that? That just <laughs> came really out. It rolled. It rolled off the tongue. That's yeah, the best did. one. That's probably the best one we've had. Yeah. We've, 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 we've looked at each other and we got some great advice and everyone said you need a one-minute, three-minute and five-minute elevator pitch. Yeah. And we're still struggling with the one-minute one at the moment. Nah, that was very good. <laughs> that's I a 10-second feel... one. So. Yeah, that was great. In terms of that, okay, it's swap-and-go reusable cup system. Yep. How does that work for you and maybe the normal person who's listening to this podcast and going, I want to get involved. All you've got to do is think of a gas bottle. And that's where the idea sort of originated from. The gas bottle where you can pick it up from one petrol station, hardware store, use it and drop it back at any other petrol station or hardware store. When you're done with it kind of thing. Yeah. So you never actually own the cup. You're just renting it. You can pick it up from one cafe, drink your coffee, leaving your car for three days dirty, sitting in the sun and hand it straight back into another cafe and they'll always have a clean cup for you. That is really cool. And how did this come about? Well, you've got two blokes that lived across the road from each other looking at netball lessons, surfing lessons, doing hair, dance studios, all these sort of things. <laughs> so there's a lot of bloody time to sit there and talk to each other. Yeah. Then you combine that with a couple of beers on a Saturday afternoon after cutting the grass or whatever it is. Yeah, so we just, I mean, we're probably, we're probably at a stage of our lives that we were looking to drag ourselves out of our own misery with something. Just over the five years, we probably had six or seven things that we looked at each other and said, I wonder if that would work. You know, we've talked mm-hmm. about it and we've slept, woke up the next morning and said, no, oh, that probably would work. I mean, one of them was a, a sand washing. You know, when uh, you go to the beach, you've <laughs> always got sand on your feet. You can never get it off. Okay, yeah. yeah we, we're trying to come up with an idea where you could just put your foot in something and it just blows the sand off. Ooh. Like the Dyson vacuum for your hand, but you put your foot in it and it just blows sand away. I yeah, like sand that. can get stuck. You can have a shower and then you can Anywhere. hop out and there's still <laughs> sand all over your feet. Uh-huh. You, need, you need a good hard scrubbing brush to get that sand off. So that was one of the ideas. And the other one was a, we're going to call ourselves the thong doctor. And it was a plugger repairer. So when you actually, you know, people with bread clips on the bottom of their yeah. um, thongs when they break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're just going to make a replica of the bread clip. And what happened? Uh, nothing. We 
Is this an idea? Is there anyone out there who wants to call themselves a thong doctor? Let me know. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you've gone from these ideas and then you were like, let's do this reusable cup. Like, what made you go, actually, we might have legs here? I think it was just community support. We went down to our local council and spoke to our local sustainability officer at Kaimi Council and she, she loved the idea and she ended up almost becoming what she was. She was a mentor for us. We got a couple of cups, put them in two of our local cafes and sort of explained the idea to them and it took off within 48 hours they were all out. It was actually 12 months this week that we got our first round of cups. So we actually got a little, I don't use them, but it popped up my wife's um, Facebook notification and said, hey... 12 months ago you were doing this and our first 100 cups turned up and we were unsure as to what the future held when those first cups turned up but yeah here we are today. And how many cups have arrived since you know? Don't ask. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The Green Caffeine Warehouse which is Martin's garage and my garage is very very full of green cups at the moment ready to go to their magical locations. Yeah right it's gone from being I guess maybe a passion project for you guys is it something that you do full time or you're still the stay at home dads and this is still something that takes up 70% of your time or 40% any time. I was still stay-at-home dads. Um, <laughs> yeah, those yes. duties don't get uh, passed down to anyone else. I think for five years, it's hard to get rid of them. You <laughs> yeah. know, your wife looks at you and sort of says, you've been taking the kids to school for the last five years. Yeah, you still got 13 more to go, so right? That's it. Hurry up, get going. And <laughs> you're running out the door lunches. and the, the load of washing's getting done and the dog's <laughs> getting looked after and all those sort of things. But yeah, we're full-time now. We, we couldn't, at this stage, probably fit more into our schedule. And we've gone from sort of two blokes that didn't have much to do on a daily basis, for, you know, drag yourself out of bed and go do the shopping. Mm-hmm to now having to be structured, organised, planned, thinking ahead, communicating, you know, all these sort of fun things you have to do when you have to be organised. How often do you two communicate? Oh, every, like, hour. <laughs> every hour almost. Yeah, it's yeah every hour. It's, it's actually, you have to almost. I think sometimes we have time away from each other on a Sunday or something like that, and it's like, damn, it's back to Booksy for six hours. What's, what's happened there? But, yeah, we I think we know our limitations with each other, and we sort of take the space when we need it, and, and when things are happening, we slap each other on the back and we get pretty excited about it actually that's good is it profitable do you guys see it as a business or is it more of like this huge thing that is more socio-economic it was really interesting to start with look obviously we've invested money into it and our wives have been very supportive and i think our wives have been supportive along the line to just try and get us to do something like we Mm -hmm. honestly spent five years in in some pretty dark and deep places so to achieve what we've achieved in 12 months where we're just over the moon because we we were nowhere near where we are 12, 24 months ago. So I think our wives gave us a little bit of flexibility, didn't they? They sort of said, yeah, "Yeah, how much do you want to put into this? Yeah, go ahead and do it. The advice we got originally was we were a bit worried about it. Like we wanted to do it to make a difference. And someone said, how are you going to sustain this? Are you going to be profitable? We said, yeah, well, we'd like to get some return on our investment, obviously. We were a bit worried announcing that to the public, weren't we? We sort of said, hey, look, we're just trying to make a difference. But if we can make a difference and sustain the project, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. And someone Fair said to enough, us, though. Yeah, and someone said to us, don't be afraid to make a profit off doing the right thing. Yeah. You know, there's many companies out there that are doing fantastic jobs and they're all making money, whether it be charity or you know, social enterprises or actual businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, look, certainly in the future, it's something that we, yeah, we hope that we can you know, sustain the momentum and draw a wage from and keep doing what we're doing um, but at this stage we're a charitable enterprise <laughs> investing our own money and time and energy and effort to create a change and difference the thing is we can always see improvements for it yeah. any money that we do make it's straight back into app development social media promotions so there's a lot of things 
we sort of the vision ahead's a long way. So to put the, all that money into it, we sort of yeah, we don't draw a wage from it at all, do we? No, we just every, everything we make goes straight back into it. I think also maybe you guys are quite fortunate in the sense that you don't have to worry about living, you know, where you live and, and that sort of thing yeah. is because you you were doing that anyway. Like it, this is just exactly out of right. time. You didn't have to worry about yeah. paying a mortgage or looking after the kids and getting them in school uniforms and whatnot. Yeah, as bad as our situations have been, we're both very, very lucky. Yeah, I'm finding these days a lot of people will want to make the jump and have these great ideas, but then they recognize it. They're like, in your case, you know, it's not sustainable right now, but they have no choice but to Mm. try and do something else because they can't support themselves. So I think you guys, you know, yes, you are very lucky. And I think that'll really help for longevity in your idea and and pushing it forward, you know, because you don't have this risk or a time limit. Yeah, we've got a bit of a time limit now. We're uh, (laughs) we're getting pushed. Well, actually, we had a time limit originally because we launched in the July no we launched in August and we weren't going to launch until the November if we had waited to launch in the November with the progression of what was happening external to our business we probably wouldn't have launched so we were very lucky we met the right people and got pushed along and we're actually now at the forefront of the swap and go reusable coffee cup world not only in Australia but we're thinking sort of worldwide at the moment yeah and that's happened by us getting pushed along and if we'd sat on our haunches and sort of thought, oh, we're going to do this, we're not going to do this, we wouldn't be where we are today and we probably would have not started or folded it. It's that whole timing of just starting before you were ready, I guess. Like just you, jump in and leap, just study, take that first step. Yeah, we did. We had no <laughs> warning, preparation. It just happened straight away. And we went from struggling to make a kid's sandwich for school lunches to not even having to think Oh, shit, I can't do this. We mm. have to do it. Mm-hmm. We've got this commitment. We've got this commitment. We have to do this. And we haven't stopped since yeah, that launch in August. We haven't slowed down. We probably, at to the point where we go, we can't slow down because the memories of where we were a couple of years ago might still be there. Sure, Damien and I both don't want to go back there. But yeah, we can definitely see that this has got us out of the ground and we don't want to stop. We just, it's driving us and every day we get up and think about it and we're having know, a we're having a ball like yeah, we having, we grew up idolizing mike stewart who's like a nine times world body champion and i think within the first three weeks of launching green caffeine we had photos with mike stewart met him share our idea and communicate with him on social media now and then we had a, an event where we met kelly slater 11 times world champion greatest surfer of all times and we were high-fiving kelly chatting about our business and sharing ideas and, and talking about the future and we both look at each other and go wow did that really just happen like we'll stay home dad's 12 months ago and now we, we we've sort of weaseled our way or earned our way into this little community and, and people are like yeah, go you guys go have a crack and see where you end up and we're like shit yeah Hell yeah <laughs> for sure and like I would call that a major life achievement meeting your idols or you know people that you look up to and actually doing that and being able to discuss business with them mm. after yes you were saying you know being stay at home dad's that's a massive step. That's it's really cool. cool. Yeah, no, we, I don't think we always give ourselves a credit. Well, we don't have time to give credit at the moment because we're not, we're not done. Yeah. It's as simple as that. When, we're, mm-hmm. I think when we sort of sit back at the whatever age we decide to sit back and reflect on what we've done, I think we'll sit back then and have those cold beers and go, geez, that was a bloody good ride and just we're proud of what we've done. But mm. yeah, at this stage, we, we've got so many plans for the future now and every day we try and improve this thing and look at how we can connect with people that are making changes within the, the world and, and how we can sort of work with them. And Do you feel that it's kind of given you purpose then? 100%. Oh, definitely. The greatest cure for any depression or mental health issue is connection. And if you look at sort of you know, some of the podcasts that are around the world at the moment, Robert Hareri, I think it is, they just talk about 
depression as not being a chemical imbalance in the brain. It's a lack of connection with people in community. And if you can connect and have a purpose, they're the two biggest you know, overcomings of depression and mental illness in the world at the moment. So we encourage anyone, don't we? We've had blokes come up to us that are battling and say, geez, yeah, I'm really doing it tough. But how'd you guys get to where you are? And we just, hey, let's put everything down and stop and give that the attention that it deserves. And yeah, if we can inspire anybody to make a change and have a crack at something, then here we are today. And I think it's it's awesome that you guys aren't, you know, in your 20s and kind of full of <laughs> ambition. You know, you've had a life, you've had a family, and here you are. Like, it just goes to show that it's never too late to actually put one step forward into wherever you want to be. Yeah, for sure. Like, your purpose and, and like, your search for purpose. You know, I'm sure, like you were saying, you had five years of throwing ideas around, and here this has given you purpose and, and you know, propelling you forward with an undefinable amount of momentum. There's, I guarantee there's people out there that are sitting there going, geez, I've got this idea, and I wonder how I can bring this idea to fruition. And for some reason, they don't do it. And we encourage anyone, just have a go. It's a good old yeah. Australian saying, isn't it? Just have a crack and see where you end up. Right. And I think you're you're very right about connection. How has the connections that you've made, especially when it comes to affiliate marketing, like have you sort of explored a lot of that? Like I see you you were advertising on Instagram and socials, but, you know, working with Kelly Slater, did you <laughs> did that help Green Caffeine's cause, it the did. monster? Well, we, we got invited to an event Actually, I'll go back to when we first launched, we did a event in Kiama at the Australian Pro Bodyboarding Tour, and that's where we met Mike Stewart. And with that connection, we got invited to go to Surfing New South Wales Fizzler Pro at Manly Beach a couple of weeks ago, and we ran our coffee cup scheme up there, and that involved washing nearly 7,000 <laughs> cups by hand. Wow. Which so two stay-at-home dads, we yeah, did, we're yeah, very, we did, we are yeah. very highly day skilled, skilled someone, and trained in that area. <laughs> day two, someone said, why don't you get a commercial dishwasher? We're going... Yeah, yeah, we probably we should have thought that. of that. But, you know, <laughs> they loved us and they thought, God, you guys are the best washing these cups. We love your work. And we're sitting there going, man, we're the lucky ones. Like, yeah, we're here having we're a great getting, time. getting up to go to an event with Kelly Slater, sitting in a VIP room, meeting all these awesome people. So every day we go, we're the lucky ones. And, mm. yeah, it's a bit hard for us because they all go, oh, thanks so much. You've helped us out so much. And yeah, we always go, no, you've helped us. Out. <laughs> yeah. We've had a ball here. This is great fun. This is 10 days watching serving events. Yeah, sure, you have to wash 800 cups a day and yeah. took us six hours. But, hey, it was a great spot. We had a ball. From there, things like that just happen constantly. Every day we will get blown away by a message through our social media or emails going, can you believe who has just contacted us? Mm. Can you believe that these people here have just contacted us? We had Norfolk Island last week reach out and go, hey, can we get the whole of Norfolk Island using your coffee cup scheme? We're like, well, how does that happen? Yeah. How does that happen? So, yeah, we are, every day we get blown away with little things like that, and it just yeah, makes you get up and do it all again tomorrow. Yeah. So, for as far as marketing, we, we have hardly done any marketing. And everything's been through social media that Damien's done. Mm-hmm. And it just leads to people reaching out to us all over Australia going, hey, I love your idea. Can we get it done? Can I help you get it done in Byron Bay? Amazing. Yeah, but, but it started with we had no idea what to do on social media. And we, I think we did something a little bit silly once. And some people said, that was hilarious. And you guys should, should do more of that. And we looked at each other and go, all right, why don't we go down that line a little bit? So we try and make it fun. You know, it's like easy to be green and it's sort of fun to be green. So we're like, you're two 40-year-old blokes. Like most 40-year-old blokes aren't sort of picked to be the eco-conscious warriors that people sort of, you know, spruik us to be. And we just say to people, hey, if we make this fun and entertaining, but there's a message behind it and you can sort of support that message, then our job's done. 
And through social media, we didn't have any other budget except for free. So that's where we went. And it seems to be working. We just got a shout out from Kate Ritchie, um, the Home and Away star. Boom. Last night. We were stoked. We just sort of, as Martin said, we just look sometimes at our Instagram and go, wow, look who just followed us. And like we get, we're now communicating on a daily basis with like surfing world champions, environmentalists, politicians, like all these sort of like musicians, all these sort of funny people. And we go, how the hell did that just happen? Yeah, wow. What is, I guess, one thing, we'll take it one by one, Martin, what is one thing that you've learnt, this whole process, this whole experience has taught you? That humans use a hell of a lot of wasteful things. (laughs) (laughs) It is a shame. Yeah, I'd, I'd say we consume a hell of a lot. And when you just stop and sit back and go, do I really need to use that that way? Or do I really need this? Is there an option? Yeah, that's when you start to realise yeah, we, we use a hell of a lot. And I don't think when we first started this, we were definitely not big greenies or environmentalists. We just had a look at ourselves one day and go, can we just change a few things? And Coffee Cups was the first. And well, you spent, to, you spent nine months on a boat as a bit of yeah. time out with your family. So you had a fair bit of time to reflect and look at the, the effects of pollution on the oceans. And so we would, I lived on a boat for nine months with my family and we would do a big shop and then we'd come back on the boat and there'd be hardly any room on the boat. So you'd have to normally take everything out of the packaging make a little bit more space friendly and if we had a trolley full of food we would have a trolley full of empty containers that that food was in wow and you just go wow that's a lot and you think you five hundred dollars might get two trolley loads of food for for my family that we'd go out for a couple of weeks but when you took everything out of the packaging you realize oh, not much there but there's a hell of a lot of packaging and yeah with just a lot of a lot of things that don't need to be used but just get used just because it's convenient and easy. So mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest thing I've learned is it's not that hard to do a little bit of a change. And I think I always say for lots of people make a little difference, it'll make a big difference. Or it's it's already there. Like it's already been put in our life that yeah, you don't it. even know how much waste there is. I, I'll tell you a story. I had a tiler do some work on a bathroom for me and he'd done the tiling. I came out one day and there was like nine plastic bu- buckets out the front with all like hard cement in them. I said, mate, what's going on there? And he goes, oh, I haven't got time to clean them. I said, what do you mean? He goes, mate, they're 99 cents from Bunnings. I'll just let the glue dry in it and get a new one tomorrow. It's like, wow. <laughs> and and our grandparents, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, it's, it. it's he, He's not worth 99 cents. He's worth more money doing tiling Stop work again. than washing a bucket out. And you just think, wow. And he, he's he's got a point, but how do you make it easier for him? So mm. it's it's hard. It is I don't know what the answer is sometimes because yeah. he's just got to make money and he's not going to waste. It's that waste minutes. culture we've got though it that is. we're leaving. Well, I think this, the stats are scary. We're in our forties, early forties, and I think our generation has done more damage and had more impact to the environment and pollution and all those sort of things that you hear about in the news than all of the generations combined beforehand. So in the last thirty years, forty years, the changes of you know global warming plastic pollution ocean pollu- ocean pollution all these sort of things that you read about on a daily basis you know, our generation has been one of the most responsible for that and it's not probably martin and my fault it's not probably everybody else's average joe's fault it's just the fact that we've all paid a price for consumers yeah. and convenience mm-hmm. and the price of convenience becomes so cheap that it comes becomes disposable and here we are with single-use plastics and you just grab something like martin said to grab a bucket for 99 cents and chuck it in the bin my grandparents would have 50, 60 years ago, that would not have happened. I remember a story about my grandma buying her first roll of cling wrap and then hanging it on the line after she'd used it and then tying it back over with rubber band because it was lost its elasticity and stickiness. Wow. But she used to wash it, hang it on the line and use it over and over and over again. Yeah. Because now you just buy a roll of cling wrap and, you know, you chuck it in the bin and that's it. And that's because it's become so cheap. But back then, their, their motto was built to last. Yeah. 
you know, whereas now it's built to throw out. Yeah, <laughs> And that's a sad reality of the world we live in. And, you know, if two 40-year-old blokes can take their own shopping bags to the grocery store Good or have idea. their own water bottle like we've got here and use your own, you know, reusable coffee cup on a daily basis, then, you know, anyone can do it. You just look at water bottles. Like, we, you get thirsty, you just go to the garage and buy two to four dollar water bottle mm. take a sip out of it and it's done and, and you look at water like how cheap is water yeah but we, it's convenient because i'm thirsty then i want to yeah. drink right it. now i'm going to that service station and taking i don't care if it costs me four dollars so the price is just yeah it's i'm thirsty i want it now yeah <laughs> well the scary thing is water bottles i think most people know this and we we always look at this it takes seven times more water to create that one plastic water bottle than actually is contained in the water you're drinking wow so you look at that and go well, i've just consumed seven plastic bottles of water to make the bottle of which I've just drunk the one bottle out from. Yeah, you look at that and you go, geez, is that really worth it? And nobody thinks like that. No, no. It's no, really no easy so. to not, to just continue living your life and going, oh, well, I'm just going to go get my water bottle. You know, it's so hidden. Yeah, until you become conscious and, and open your eyes, then you start to learn. I think that's what we've been very lucky in our lives and hopefully we can encourage others to do the same thing. Yeah, mm. just stop and look and think and then act on what you've learnt. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if you jump on board and grab a green cup and use your coffee every day then go ahead and do that or if you just grab a water bottle or you get a bamboo toothbrush or you bring your own shopping bags whatever it is that one change generally leads to you know a rolling effect of other changes i like that so very true and what about you damien what, about me? what is one lesson that you've learned from the green monster it could be anything in in regards to business or anything that you've learned through this i'll probably go more on a personal level i was a real estate agent before this and had a real estate agency and staffing and all those sort of things. And I had a, a very young family, but I had a lot of devotion to my work and my career. And that didn't end up so well. Mm. Um, it drove me into the place that, um, that I don't ever want to go back to again. So for me, the hardest thing is actually not making the same mistakes that I made in the in the past. Right. So you know, we're at a stage now, we have that much going on, um, that we have to be organised and timely, mm-hmm. but we also have to learn to put the phone down and I have to get up in the morning and go to the gym, I have to go and swim in the rock pool, I have to take five seconds and just have my day and my start and my routine, otherwise, yeah, it, uh, it could end. No. <laughs> could end the other way. So I've learned to, to deal with my life situations, yeah, the, the way that I'm dealing with them today. Yeah, face them. Face them. That's it. you just got to be aware and just make those changes. Otherwise, you just end up into a fetal position in the corner. You're not bloody good to anyone there. Mm, very true. And would you say, like, you know, you're saying take some time out, that sort of thing. Like, are you mindful? It seems like there's a lot of mindfulness going on, especially when it comes to, you know, not only your consumer choices, but how you operate the business. Yeah, we are. It's probably mindfulness. It's probably learnt mindfulness that we don't often talk about, but we both look at each other and go, yeah, that's the right choice. That's the right move. Let's make it that way. You know, through everything we've done, we're just trying to inspire inspire I don't think inspire is the right word we don't think we're inspirational characters I think we just say to people just make a change think about it and have a crack and mm-hmm. you know as I said a 40 year old two 40 year old stay at home dad's going to have a, a difference in this world than anyone can really yeah, nice. Well, that's great. That's uh, We're getting close to all I've got. That was deep, wasn't it? Sorry that about that. That was great. No, no, no. <laughs> Saturday you, over, I should be drinking beer. If you listen to the podcast, we get way deeper, oh, yeah? so okay. you're fine. Nice. We're like, tears yet, so I, right. I'm all about that deep, so all good. <laughs> what would you tell yourself at the start, like when you guys were tossing around the idea of green caffeine, knowing what you know now, what would you, Damien, say to Martin and vice versa? I'd say trust ourselves. Because we came from a position where we didn't really, I think as Martin said, we couldn't even you know get out of bed some days and we didn't know whether we were going to buy whole grain bread or white bread and you'd stand there and stare at the aisle and, and make a decision. I think we've got enough gut instinct and life experiences that we know what we're doing. So yeah, I would have said trust ourselves more at the mm-hmm. beginning. 
Okay. What about you? Jeez, I'm not sure, actually. I like the trust. It's hard not to go off that. But I, I, If you I want think, to leave it at trust, that's fine. No, I feel like I'll, I'll say something else. Even though I agree with the trust, I think the biggest thing is not get too stuck down in what you think is going to happen because mm. we have changed that many times. <laughs> it's been terrible. <laughs> and we, our app developer guy must hate when we know he hates us because every time he gets that call, he goes, what do these guys want now? And what we thought we have so many times going, oh, we've nailed this. This is it. This is, we have nailed yeah, this. World. Two days later, Oh, yeah. Mitch, can you change this? We're we, ready we've for learned change. From that. Yeah, we've learned from that. Yeah, we can change like this now. It's easy to change. Whereas at the beginning, it was so hard to to change from what we thought. Well, we've just made a massive flip in our yeah. model. So we used to have a subscription based model. So people used to have to pay to use our service, and we saw the impact that we had on the people who actually were prepared to make a financial contribution to making change. Mm-hmm. But we had all of these messages of support from people that said, "Hey, you guys have got a great idea," but when money you know, it comes to putting it on the table, actually didn't make their change and make their impact known. So we thought, oh, how do we work with that? So we've actually gone from a subscription-based model, so we've actually just made it free. So Green Caffeine is actually completely free for anyone that wants to jump on board. Nice. And we've actually tripled our users in the last 10 days to wow. what we had in the eight months beforehand. So we are super proud of that. But that trust, we both looked at each other and said, geez, we've got to do this. How's it going to work? I don't know. Should we have trusted ourselves probably three months earlier? We would have made that change, but we questioned ourselves too much. Mm -hmm. And we always wanted to get to this model, but here we are, and it's now having a significant impact. Mm. And yeah, it's just that... You know, like, don't be afraid of change, just yeah. especially on a little startup business. <laughs> yeah, and I think had we known that at the beginning, that hey, hey guys, you're going to be ten months into a go free model, you'd go, no, no this chance. is the model that we're <laughs> using, and this is a perfect model. It doesn't need to change. Yeah, and yeah, it's it's a funny place starting up a new business, and I've never owned a business before, so yeah, what you think's right will change overnight, which is good. It's good fun. My instant reaction when I saw that video, like we're going free, I was like, that's a good move for them. Oh, good on you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So I, did, I probably should have commented and sent that back to you guys. That'll be massive because if it is free, it, it goes so well with the swap and go economy of it. And it's it's free with an element of like if you don't return a cut within 30 days back to the scheme, you still get charged. Mm-hmm. So you get charged $12.99. And we put $12.99 there because we wanted to encourage people to take own personal responsibility for the item of which they have in their hand. Mm-hmm. If you made it 99 cents, there'd be a bucket in the bin like Martin's yeah. you know, plumber. So we looked at it and said, how do we make it financially enough that it's a kick in the pants yeah. that you still have to do the right thing? And yeah. the feedback at this stage has been, that's such a great model. People love it. So I'll yeah. do it for free. Do the right thing. You never have to get charged. We and we don't want to charge anyone, do we? We don't, no, we don't, we don't, we don't want to charge that. anyone. We'd love for everyone to turn around and go, yeah, I use it every day or yeah. I do the right thing. It's like the library book. If you you know continue to bring it back when you should, but if you have a cup for over 30 days that's been sitting in your car and you're not using it, oh, you're going to get an email at 15 days and you're going to get one at 28 days to say, so. bring it back yeah because that's the last thing we want is one of our cups sitting in a cupboard not doing what they're supposed to yeah we want them out there getting used getting swapped Mm-hmm. Getting washed, getting dirty, getting coffee in them. Yeah. Not just, you know, sitting idle in someone's cupboard, which 90% of people would have two or three reusable cups in their cupboard. Oh, yeah. I've already. Got like four. four. Exactly. So, yeah. And, yeah. That, and that four, those four cups actually are a wasteful resource. Yeah. Not doing anything. And a lot of people don't look at it that way. And every time we point it out to someone and say, hey, that cup, you know, you would have been better off using 30 paper cups than having that reusable cup because there's been more energy in that one reusable cup than there would have been in 29 paper cups. Mm. And I was like, what do you mean? And we're like, that's exactly what we mean. Yeah. <laughs> so if you've got a reusable cup and you're not using it, you're actually not doing anybody any good. 
Yeah, might as well just bring a mug everywhere. Just bring a mug. Or <laughs> join up for Green Caffeine. There's a great little swap and go system. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We've probably already spoken about it before. Feel free to repeat yourself. When you are facing adversity, what wise words or what words do you tell yourself to carry on, not just in business but in life? What you resist will persist. Mm. And I was very lucky enough to go to a, through my corporate life, uh, have some engagement with Lane Beachley. Cool. Pro surfer. Mm-hmm. And those words have stuck. I've actually told Lane, hey, these have actually changed the way that I look at things. So if you resist something, it's going to continue. And that's why we just, that's why for me personally, I just front it, yeah. front it, sort it out, change it. Love it. Yeah, I'm not sure with me, actually. It's, I've got a very negative mind. So I always have this voice in my head telling me, you know, the wrong things. And if something goes wrong now or I'm dealt with adversity, I always, I've just tried to tell that voice to say it in a happy voice and it sometimes works so if something goes wrong instead of me telling myself I'm blah 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 I say it in a chirpy hey Martin you ding dong what did you do that for or was come on so yeah that's that's what I'm doing at the moment that'll change probably next week you know there's power in the internal monologue that we have and it's all about the story that we tell ourselves so you could even build on that and say hey you know like Martin you ding dong why did you do that changing that from like how can I reword this to myself so it still acknowledges that you've done something wrong but it's still nice changing the tone you gotta talk nice to yourself the green caffeine app is free available to download right now if you have an android an oppo or even an iphone and you can start reusing start being a part of this swap coffee cup culture go on download the app and you never know when you walk in to go and get a coffee they are all around australia and if i have anything to do with it hopefully they're going to be all around new zealand soon It'd be really cool to be a part of the coffee cup swap and go revolution, wouldn't it? Don't forget to head on over to the Misadventurous Instagram page, like the post, hit follow for free ice cream. Yes, it is our birthday and we're giving you the ice cream. Well, that's almost it from me here on Misadventurous. If you dig what you hear and want to keep up to date with every single episode of the Misadventurous podcast, hit subscribe however you're listening to this right now. And if you want to be even more of a legend and help other wayward adventurers find this path, I'd love it if you head on over to iTunes and rate and review this podcast. Go on, five stars for all that positivity, right? So until next time, and don't forget, it's the small choices that we make every single day that build up to that big change that you're working towards. So stay with it.